you can't necessarily change our opinion if we've got it based on the right thing, but you're welcome to try. And welcome to the Crypto Basic Podcast. My name is Michael Lockie, and I'm joined by my co-host and today's lead researcher, Brent Philbin. Woohoo, it's me, Blint. And today's 101 series overview is going to cover a crypto project known as LISC. We had been interested in covering this for a significant amount of time. There had been some requests in our Discord, in our 101 concept ideas chat. And, you know, finally, we've made the time to do it. Brent, what were your biases going into your research here? I didn't know anything about LISC, I thought. So I've never owned it and I didn't know really anything about it. I just... Scrolled down coin market cap, saw that it was up there, knew it was one of the coins people have been asking for, and I'm like, all right, we're going with this one. You you said something kind of interesting. You said you thought you didn't know anything about it going in. Yep. Uh, it turns out that I actually researched a project called ARC that is a fork of LISC, so I knew a little bit more about it than I thought I was going to. So had you you said you had never owned LISC prior to this research? No. All right. My, I've never owned LISC myself, and I have heard of it for quite a while. It's always been one of those under the radar, but like likely a solid project in my opinion, but I've just never you know taken the time to get into it with all the other stuff going on. So it looks like we're going to tackle that today. Let's go ahead and move into their introduction. What is the vision of, of LISC? What are they trying to accomplish? All right. So they're... They're trying to be a developer-friendly blockchain that's based around uh, decentralized applications and sidechains. Pretty simple. So, so the one thing that sticks out to me there is the developer-friendly part. You know, I'm hoping we're going to dig more into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's go ahead and move into the history a little bit. You know, what's the background like? Where did where did we come from to get to where they are right now? All right, well, background's a little bit interesting. They uh, they were created by a couple guys named Max Kordek and Oliver Beddoes, and they uh, based their foundation in Zug, Switzerland. I remember Kareem telling me like. On an episode, oh, you've never heard of Zug? And then he, like, told me all about it. But it's, like, a Zug is, like, super crypto-friendly, I guess, like, as a as a city. They give them, like, tax breaks and all kinds of stuff. So, Zug is, Zug is in the competition with, like, I don't know, like, Malta and Wisconsin to be, like, a <laughs> crypto mecca. Hey, Wisconsin listener, we haven't said hi to you in a little while. So, there you go. It was Wisconsin, right? It, uh, it wasn't Wyoming. Yeah. yeah Wait, no, it was Wyoming. God Wyoming, damn it, Wyoming. It was a, I got the wrong W. You were saying Wisconsin, but I was I was visualizing Wyoming. Uh, all the time. I'm like, yeah, of so, course that's right. Sorry, Wyoming listener. I didn't mean to, uh, you know, say your city, your your state wrong. So let, let's let's just be clear. There's there's three places that want to be crypto mecca capitals. Yeah. Yep. And you th- and Zug is supposedly in that top three. Zug is probably number one, if I understand it right. Wow. That they're like super crypto friendly. I don't know. They they Over Malta. Yeah, they did something. I can't remember what it was, but they did like like a like their city has like like crypto uh, like their their city is crypto friendly in such that like you can use it there, use it to pay taxes or something like like something really like advanced. They might have even had like their own ICO. I can't remember. I'm making shit up at this point, but I know Zug is very crypto friendly. So their ICO ended in March of 2016, right? So that's like uh, before like big ICO winner, before you could raise, you know, $100 million every time you like clicked a button. They ended up raising 14,000 Bitcoin at the time. Uh, I'm not sure what the Bitcoin price was in like 2016, probably around like one or 2K. 
Uh, so that's what that's what they ended up with. Their ICO distribution went eighty five percent to the oh, and, and obviously they used they raised Bitcoin, not Ethereum. This was never an ERC twenty token. Um, they they raised about uh, or I'm sorry, they eighty five percent went to the participants of the ICO. The core team got seven point eight percent. The bounties and campaigns got four percent. Advisors and third parties too. Early supporters one percent, and then the first day ICO people, I guess, got a bonus of point two or point zero two percent or point should be point two, not point zero two. I wrote the wrong thing. I think. Um, and then they handed the f- uh, real quick. I was I was trying to look up the price of Bitcoin in that time frame. I'm I'm guessing it was under a thousand at the time. In in October of sixteen, it was it was seven hundred to eight hundred, and and that was before. I think it recovered fully to a thousand. So this, this is still a relevant amount of money, but uh, a lot less than mm-hmm. it, it seems like a lot of competitors could have raised. A lot less than we're used to ICOs raising recently. So I, I think this is about par for the course then. But the right. you know things have changed. So um, that you'll see a little bit later in the episode. Uh, there are some interesting parts that are obvious that they didn't have as much money, and uh, the community has done some interesting things. So. Um, they, they handed over all the money to a foundation and as far as the network, because it was this, it was set up to be completely decentralized. Uh, the network went live in May of 2016 and they did the ICO in March. So it was only three months uh, after the ICO when they went live with their main net. Uh, but, um, as we'll see later in the episode, there's, they still have yet to uh, produce some of their promises. So even though they went m- main net pretty quickly they're still missing uh, some key parts uh they also the founders of the foundation also have a firm called light curve where they do blockchain consulting and and light curve handles the business development end of lisk all right that was a a pretty deep look into the history um, a couple things that are different than some of the other projects we've covered a couple things that looked a little similar let's go ahead and move into the rapid fire section all right, Blend, coin token or platform? Uh, we're looking at a platform here. I, I, it's not like it, it's yeah, it's a platform. I mean, they, they're they've got the apps come and be built on it. Side chains. They don't have smart contracts on the main net, but they will allow them on the side chains. So, if we were doing the rapid fire uh, fresh from scratch today, I don't know this question would be on there. However, it, it's still there's no good way to replace this question, and it is a big enough differentiator in my opinion yes. to to continue it. All right, is it decentralized? I'm going to uh, I'm going to say yes, but we've got a lot to talk about on that part later in the episode. So, it's supposed to be. I have an idea where you're going with that, but every time I think I've got an idea, you throw me a curveball. So, this one's new. Number 3, is it mined or staked? Uh, it is neither mined nor staked on the main user side. It's delegated proof of stake. So, uh, only 101 people are able to produce staking rewards. However, there is a way for you to get those rewards, and I'll tell you about that when we get down there. Is their mainnet live? Yep, went over that already. They got their mainnet up and running pretty quickly. Brent, the most important question of the entire show: Does it sound cool? Uh, not. It doesn't. I don't think it sounds cool at all. I, I don't understand what list means. I didn't find like any like super cool like reference that Lisk made, and. Honestly, like I, it will it, it it never stuck out to me as something I wanted to check out. But their website super clean. 
their FAQ like super clean. So they've got a lot of really cool branding around it. I just don't think the name sounds particularly cool. I'm in total agreement with you here. I think I think the branding is super lame on this guy. I, it doesn't react. It doesn't bring any emotion out of you. It doesn't connect anything. Like I've seen their logo a lot, and it just doesn't stand out to me. I I, I was. Uh, I, I was expecting us to be in total agreement here. Yeah. All right. We've covered the rapid fire. We've done the history. Let's move on to the features and structures, the nitty gritty here. What is it? How does it work? Why should people be interested? All right. So LISC is delegated proof of stake. So we've heard that a lot of times before. Heard that when we talk about projects like NEO, um, but uh, projects like EOS, you know, there, there are a lot of projects that have this model. Here's the way theirs works. There are 101 elected, uh, basically, we're, we're, we'll call it, they're called delegates here, but they could be called block producers, whatever you want to call them. They are the ones that update the network. I'll explain how they're elected and how that governance system works later, but the, the 101 are the only ones that are updating the blockchain. Because of this, it's very fast. They have block times of 10 seconds, unless, of course, one of the delegates is offline and then they have to, they have a little contingency plan. But uh, but 10 seconds for the most part, sometimes 20 seconds. Um, they're the only ones that get the block reward. Those 101 people, the block reward is set at uh, is set at five LISC originally. It goes down about one LISC every year. So right now it should be around one. Or I'm sorry, it should be around four or three. I don't know where they're at. Um, and then uh, once it gets down to one LISC per block, then that'll forever be the amount. So... 3 million LISC will be added each year once it gets down to its uh, lowest number. And LISC right now is around 3 bucks. So these block producers are getting to – the 101 of them are getting to split up. I think it's still 4, but I could be wrong. It could be 3. So they either get 12 or $9 every 10 seconds to split up. So that's quite a bit of money that gets uh, distributed to them. Um, The – the transaction fee is 0.1 LISC, and it's always that. So there was a period there when the coin was up there with all the other coins on the moon, and we were looking at like $3 transactions, which is pretty high. So right now, it's $0.30 cents to make a transaction. Uh, there's talk in the community about a dynamic block reward, or I'm sorry, a dynamic uh, fee, but they haven't put that into place yet. So right now it's just I actually I don't mind stopping you right there and and this is something that I've had a decent amount of consideration on because you know especially during the accelerated price times we saw last January there was a lot of consideration when it came to removing your coins from exchanges whether it be the transaction fee to take it off or which wallets you're going to put them in to, to keep, you know, the crypto resources safer I was wondering do you have any thoughts as to a way that um these transaction fees can be set in a way that makes more sense based on the the highly volatile prices that are going on. Well, I like a I like what Ethereum does with their transaction fees, or even Bitcoin. I like what they I like what they do with them, but the problem is they don't have enough room on their blocks, so they they get congested. But the idea that you set your own fee and it either gets included in a block or it doesn't is nice. Um, and here, you know, if if you make the minimum fee 0.01 or something like that, I don't know. The, there, I feel like a way to have the fee go up or down or have it be ridiculously small from the beginning. So I don't know what LISC's price was back in like 2016. But if it's $3 now when we're talking about like a 90% loss on all coins, 
it's still uh, more. Thirty cents is not the smallest transaction fee. So, so when the if and when the price goes up, if your coin begins to go up with with the market and moon, then it's going to be harder to use, which I don't think we want. So, yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what the easy solution to that is. I'm sure there's a really good argument for why they haven't used a dynamic block or dynamic. I keep saying blocks, dynamic. Um, Transaction, Transaction fee. fees. Damn, man, it's too early in the morning. It's too early in the morning to be talking about Lisk. Uh, I actually thought this has gone pretty well so far. <laughs> my, if you can see the, if you can see the video, my eyes are like red as, as all hell. Oh, it's early. There's no doubt about it. I'm not denying that in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. All right. So, so past the, um, the transaction fee, which I'm having a problem with. So we're just going to stop talking about that completely. Uh, the the D apps on Lisk don't use smart contracts on the main chain, but they can on the side chain if you program them in there. They're programmed in Java. That is the part that's really developer friendly. Um, they're programmed in Java, which is one of the most widely spoken programming languages. Uh, so therefore, it should be relatively easy for developers to create on the platform. Here's the problem: they wanted to create a software development kit for the for the developers to create their own side chains on the platform super easily. Now we've heard this with a lot of coins, a lot of different projects want this side chain ability because you can, a side chain can screw up and not ruin the main chain. You know, like you can do a lot of cool stuff with the side chain, a lot of experimental stuff and not blow up your original network. But they, they're more than two years into this project, two and a half years really. And they don't have the SDK yet. Like it's it's not out there, so there hasn't been a side chain. There hasn't been a D app. the The entire reason this coin exists hasn't come to fruition yet. Uh, and there's a few reasons for that, which we may get to, or they might be reasons. I don't know, but we can speculate when we get to the governance. But uh, we're definitely going to be talking about this as a con on a project that is reasonably interesting. They haven't gotten far enough in their um, in their roadmap to do what they. The whole point of their blockchain being there. And this is to a larger point that the entire podcast is, is kind of built on and, and things that we harp on, you know, and, and Kareem has brought a lot of these things more to my attention than, you know, maybe in the past. But we've discussed a lot how these projects are going to take time to develop. There's a lot of unknown factors when you're disruptors in technology. There's a lot of things that are going to become unknown situations. And, and this is something that. I've heard nothing but like very casual positive things about Lisk over, you know, a tremendous amount of time. And, and what you're saying is that they're, they're two and a half years behind, not, not that far behind, but like this is a two and a half year old project. Now, how many of these projects that have launched in the last six months are we going to have the same things to say about two and a half years in where we're like, well, they've gotten some of their stuff done, but we're still kind of like, eh. You know, I'm, I'm afraid there's going to be a lot of those types of situations. So, you know, vet your projects very carefully if you're, if you're deciding to invest. And this is a reminder that we just have no idea where this is going to go. So yeah. just be careful. So based on some stuff we're going to talk about in a little bit, I don't mind that they've slow rolled this a little bit because there, there are some problems that they have not, um, that they don't have a great solution for yet. And also depending on your definition of problems, they might not be. I don't know. It's in, it's going to be interesting. We're gonna have. We're gonna talk about that. But uh, yeah, that I I don't know what a reasonable time frame is. But I don't I don't mind that they're holding off. 
Uh, the definitely the overarching feel in like the subreddits is that what the hell? Where's the SDK? Why isn't this happening? But I went into their rocket chat and I started talking with some of the people there. And one of the things they say is that Reddit isn't really representative of the largest portion of their community. There are a lot of loud voices on Reddit that that don't hold a lot of the coin. They hold some of the coin and they complain. But the people who own the most coin kind of are on the same page here with what they want to be doing going forward, which doesn't it makes a little bit of sense. So in poker terms, the, the the low limit players are the ones that wind the most. Yes, and it's not something I thought about on other on other times when I'm talking about Reddit because yeah, anybody can have a voice on Reddit. You one person is one vote, whereas in a lot of these coins, one coin is one vote. So the so the people who have more at stake in the network get more of a say in what happens in the network. So. Uh, it, yeah, it's definitely interesting to see Reddit being like a full blown democracy, even though, you know, sometimes they have like the fake bots or whatever and the, and the coins creating these plutocratic environments. So anyway, just random thought about that. Um, the D apps and the side chains are going to be secured, but well, the D apps mostly are going to be secured by masternodes. Uh, which they will either pick from the Lisk main chain or come from their own side chain. I wasn't really clear on that, but they they'll have 101 masternodes working to uh, to do, to secure their side chain, which is for each for each D app for each D app. Yeah, which okay, is, so each each one's gonna have another 101 set up. Yeah, and their own network, one. their own tokens. So they'll be they'll be distributing rewards to their 101. And they will also report to the main chain, which will then include their transactions into their transactions. So, um, and also the the side chains have the ability to report to Bitcoin as well. Very similar to what we did, what we heard with Komodo. I don't know if that mm. it was in their white paper. I don't know 100 percent if they still got that going on because their white paper is a little bit weird. They don't have one. Um, I found their original proof of concept white paper on an archive where it was like actually in programming language. And, and I think that's where I found out that they could, that they could kind of back up on Bitcoin, but maybe that's not something they're still doing. Uh, I asked about the white paper in their rocket chat. I was like, so look, this is the white paper I found. Like, where is your white paper? Cause I didn't want to have that thing happen where, what was the coin V chain where, where I didn't find their white paper. And then their, their telegram was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You couldn't find our white paper. Even though it was like buried, hidden, and like the thing that I found specifically said, "This is not a white paper." Um, I didn't want—I didn't want another one of those. So I asked, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't have one uh, for reasons." And then we'll get into that in a second. Uh, and then finally, the the side chains can have smart contracts programmed on them. So even though there's no smart contracts on the main net, you can program smart contracts onto the side train side chain if you want to. There was one thing that you covered that I didn't really, I didn't have a good way to skip back to after we went by it. But I'm curious as like, you know, we've talked a lot about the pros and cons of programming languages. And I'm curious, like, since Java is a very popular language and I'm, I'm assuming it's, it's qualified to operate a cryptocurrency. And it, it, off the top of your head, and this might be a too difficult question to answer, but do you know of any pros and cons to certain programming languages or what? 
I wish I did. This could mean Th- that's a question for Crypto Geronimo or somebody like that. Right. I don't. I know that I've read things like like ah Java is like it, it's almost like people want to move on from Java, but it's so ubiquitous that they can't. I, I'm completely just like making stuff up. But then there's stuff like Haskell, which looks super cool, but it's really hard to program. I don't know. I wish I did. I my programming knowledge has been. I did a little bit on the. Uh, I did. I've done a little bit on Excel, and I did a little bit on um on this the, like a place where you can learn to program called the Something Project, and I stopped doing it. So I don't know. I don't know enough about programming to really say. I wish I did. Not a problem. All right, so we've added in the last handful of 101s here a governance section. I think that's very appropriate here. So do we want to get into the governance now? Is there anything else you wanted to cover in the features and structures? I think I'm ready to get into the governance because this is going to be uh, interesting. <laughs> I, I know I know minimal of ARC, the project that you said that is a – ARC is a fork of this or this is a fork of ARC? ARC is a fork of LISC. Okay, gotcha. So I'm curious on how their governance system works as well. What do you got for me? All right, here we go. So I talked about the 101 block producers, or or they're called delegates, and they're the ones that get the rewards. So in order to pick them, you have to vote for the ones that you want. And your vote is counted based on the number of lists that you have in your wallet. So every list that you have in your wallet is one vote. You also have to pay to initiate the voting process, and you can vote for up to 101 delegates with four lists. So, um, so you can you, you can burn four lists for 101 votes, and your votes are counted based on your list, how much list you have. So you'd ha- you'd be able to you'd be able to vote based on your balance up to 101 people. Yeah, you can choose 101 people equally distributing your balance. So if you have uh, so, but it would be a it would be slightly less than one percent of your balance for each yes. of them okay so so a whale uh couldn't influence multiple delegates yes and here you're already starting to see what somebody else saw so i mean that was the literal first thing i thought yep. of so there is <laughs> their game theory here we go boys the people who were thinking of ways to game the system mike already thought about uh, something that happened. So, so yes, your your votes can be distributed to 101 different people equally based on what you have in your account. So the uh, the the delegates are are completely dynamic as far as who they are, when they are, and when they get to be on there. They they rotate basically every 17 minutes. So every 101 blocks, there's a new voting system of new voting uh, period. And anybody who has changed their ranking in that 101 no longer gets to produce uh, produce the money. And then the ones how often did you say it changes? Every 17 minutes, 101 blocks. It rechecks how all the votes are distributed, mm-hmm. and then it makes sure that there's 101 people that are the, now the top yep. part. And then those 101 get to produce the next set of blocks. So, uh, or or at least verify the next set of blocks. Um, so the uh, I don't know why I wrote. <laughs> So I wrote the foundation handles the funds from the ICO and tokens uh, tokens are set aside and they have a transparency report that's published in their blog that probably should have been up there somewhere else in the uh, in thing. But we're talking about del- we're talking about governance. So anyway, there is a transparency report. There is a foundation. Um, I think they have a couple other projects that could use yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, just a few. So I, I mean, I'm going to name that as a a small pro for this yeah. already. 
the delegates are allowed to share their rewards, and it's actually built into the system to know how many votes you're getting, what percentage are coming from which wallets. So you can say, I'm going to share 50%, 30%, 40%, 60% of my block rewards with all the people that have voted for me. Um, that is what kind of separates it from like EOS where they've strictly forbidden that. Uh, and, and that's how you decide on where your vote goes. Like which one of these is more monetarily in my favor. Now we talked a little bit about ARC and when we, when we got involved with ARC, which is a fork of this, you would see a lot of their delegates are giving 95%, 97% of their rewards out. You're not really finding that here. You're finding people who are doing 20, 30, 40% and they're not, the rest of them, they're keeping it, but they're kind of also functioning as like a pseudo DAO. So some of the block, uh, some of the delegates are accumulating votes, but also using their money to create projects. So they're like, vote for me. We're going to create this project out of, I'm going to create this. I'm going to give you 40%, say, of my rewards, but I'm also going to get this project off the ground. Uh, for instance, Lisk USA is completely developed by, uh, by the guy I was talking to in the rocket chat named Stellar Dynamic. He is one of the, uh, he's one of the delegates and he uses his delegate money to help create other projects for the space. So, so what you're saying is we should give away 50% <laughs> and we should try to become one of these yeah, people. Exactly. So, so how do you stop the race to the bottom? Like what's, cause what happened on ARC was everybody went to like 95%. And of course, whoever you're voting, you're just going to vote for where the money goes the most. Like, you're only going to have so much like morality behind your votes. So what happened? Well, early on, there's a group called Lisk Elite. And in order to get any of the rewards from Lisk Elite, you have to vote for all 55 members of the Lisk Elite team. You can't just vote for one of them and get rewards. You have to have voted for all of them. And so what you're doing is you're voting for all 55 of them at once and keeping 55 of them in power. And also, they have big wallets. They can vote for themselves. So they have effectively gained control of the Lisk blockchain for the moment. Yeah, and that's like the number 55 is obviously like meant to cover the 51% mm -hmm. needed to to gain control of these types of situations. Uh, this just – it sounds like – a Republican and Democrat situation forming in a way. Kind of. There, There isn't really a good challenger. There's one that's kind of close. And there's another thing I'll talk about in a second. But what I, I went into their rocket chat and I spent most of the time discussing this because I went in there and I was like, hey, can somebody answer some questions for me about uh, whatever? Nobody responded, right? I'm like, okay, I do a podcast and I'm just trying to get some more information. Nobody really said anything. I'm like, okay, well, my current thought is this. And I put it in sound kind of bad, and then all of a sudden people start responding to me. So I was like, all right, here we go. Um, in the end, what's happening right now is yes, this, this elite, this Lisk elite has gotten basically a majority vote in how the network is going to work going forward. The, the I, I was looking at like the history of these posts. There were these, there was this period where hashtag unvote elite was popular. They're trying to get these guys out of here and they failed. Like they tried to, they tried to unseat these guys and they couldn't do it because they're offering the best rewards. And they're also, if one little person comes in, they're like, I'm going to do 95%. They just destroy them and they can't, they can't get in there. So 
at this point, there's an like there's some combination of voter apathy, some combination of of a decent group of people agreeing with Liskly doing the right thing for the network, and uh and some and some amount of people that are just only going to vote where their money matters. That's keeping these guys in power. Um, it right now only there is only 54 of them in the top 101. I I went and counted. Uh, and there, we'll have a link in the show notes if you want to see how that delegate setup is is done. It kind of just shows you like how important it is that when we talk about IOHK and how they're really looking at the game theory behind this stuff, there's a lot to be thought about. Like when when I'm going through this, and I, I didn't get to the part where you could vote for 101 people at once. I assumed like you, one wallet is one vote or whatever, and you would have had to pay to activate a second vote on a second wallet. If you had to pay. For every single of those 101 votes, one LISC, you'd be talking about a lot more money to initiate your votes, but also a lot of money to change the vote. It costs money to change your vote, too. So that's another reason. Like p- People aren't going to change their votes if it costs them money, and they might be changing their vote to somebody who's not even going to be in the top 101. So that's another thing. Like you can't If you change your vote to somebody who's not going to be in there, you're not getting any rewards until they get in there. So it's uh, there's I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, but the... The liquid democracy is tough. It's tough to get right. And I reading it, I thought they were going to get it. I was like, man, this is great. Uh, this reminds me of ARC. This is one of those things that I think they're going to get right. And and then we get down here and we see what's actually happened with the control. Now, I haven't gone into to ARC and how their thing works, but they're so far down on the market cap now. And this community has a bad opinion of them. My guess is something similar happened in ARC where they don't like how where people don't like how the block or the that worked out but i'm guessing 100 percent. i don't know so it's interesting because these crypto projects are are not large enough to be able to handle civil wars within their ecosystems like that's just not going to be a thing for many Mm -hmm. years so on one side i love the idea that they're going out of their way they're trying to create one of many liquid democracy forms that we are considering, you know, as being part of the future. But on the other hand, like we're watching unfold with our own eyes, how difficult this problem is truly going to be to solve. So what I, so I kind of, I kind of challenged them on this. I'm like, well, look, it looks like these guys are stuck there. And one of the things that stellar dynamic told me is he's like, look, we did have one revolution where we very quickly. Who is stellar dynamic. uh, Is that somebody that you were speaking with? Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned him earlier. He was the one who runs Lisk USA. He's one of the, uh, he's one of the delegates, but he's not part of, um, Lisk elite. So that, as he was talking about it, cause again, he wasn't really, he was being very political. He didn't want to say anything bad about his coin. He did say he didn't agree with what Lisk elite is doing, but at the same time, he believes that the votes will eventually, work the correct way so he said there was one revolution when the arc fork happened the arc fork happened and then there were a bunch of uh there were a bunch of people inside the 101 uh that they were a part of arc but they were still getting the rewards for lisk even though they had forked off of it and didn't like it for whatever so they were able to oust them pretty quickly the the community got behind that and they were able to get those guys out of there so they have had a one little revolution and there was attempt at a second one attempt at one to kind of stop the Lisk elite. So there's this group called Lisk Ascend, which is an, which is a group that's trying to they they say, oh, we're, we're going to do all these things for Lisk. We're going to make things better. We need to get our people into the into the delegates, and we need to get rid of Lisk elite. But you can't do that because people 
will not vote for you until they know that their vote is going to create money. So what they tried to do was get people to pledge their vote. They're like, look, pledge your vote to us. Once we have enough pledges, we will go live at one time and we'll put 33 of us into the top 101, which kind of makes sense. You know, like do that. Well, that's super cute in theory, but (laughs) good luck, man. Exactly. I can't even like I have enough trouble scheduling a time to record with you. Like (laughs) These people want to these people want to put 33 people to all go in the same 17 minute block and and cast 101 or cast some number of votes. No, man, this. Good luck. I please. I hope you accomplish that. They did not. They they tried. They tried months ago. They were not able to accomplish it. Uh, I was talking to one of the members of the Liskus and team as well, and he was explaining to me some of the problems they had. Uh, they had people who would say that they would do the votes and not do anything. Um, they would not show them their wallet addresses to verify that they have X amount of Lisk. They would think that it was a scam in some way. Voter apathy, uh, obviously a problem that we have in the U.S. as well. And, um, and you know, in, in the end, they were not able to attain any of these seats. They were into the blocks for a small period of time, but right now there are zero Ascend members in the 101. So they were not able to do it. So, so there's, um, like, like I said, they're, they're not the only ones, uh, Liskily, but they're the biggest. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're going to need a ton of influence to to try to break in here. It it sounds like they've created a monopoly that, you know, a, a couple of other people could fend for the remaining spots, but I don't know. I don't I don't see a really easy way to to fix the situation. I see like this becoming a really continuous problem. Right. So, this is now here we are as to why they don't necessarily have a white paper right now. And I think also why they're not ready to go live with their side chains and their SDK. The Lisk team of core developers, I think, realize this is a problem. And they are currently working on a way to fix it. So um, one of the things that I've read in the forums, one of the things that Stellar said was there was an update coming that would in some way address this problem. Um, but what I said, what I said to them was like, look, if there is legitimately a way to address this problem, Lisk Elite is not going to let that fly. <laughs> they're they're just going to say no to the update. If if it's something <laughs> that has the ability to unseat them, they're just going to say no and not allow it to happen. So so like how do how do we fix that? Uh, do you have to just fork? And there's not even just one fork of Lisk. There's another one called uh, Oxy. I, I didn't look into what it was, but uh, I just thought it was funny. I was like, well, Oxy, okay. But one of the things they told me was that Lisk, uh, the Lisk Foundation still has a shit ton of Lisk. So in theory, if the, if the guys were stonewalling, they might be able to get four or five, six of them out of there by voting for, uh, other people to get back, to get up in there long enough to get a code, a code update through. So assuming everybody else agreed with it. Now there's a second cartel that was, I think called, I'm calling them cartels, but it's kind of what you got going on. Alliance called uh, GDT, which also had a very large amount. They could use that as an opportunity to get more as well. So it'll be really interesting to watch that when, if and when it comes out, because that is like with political theory, game theory, like these are the really interesting parts of cryptocurrency that get me excited. Um, uh yeah i've i've many questions for yeah. you like whatever oh yeah all right so let's go start asking me these questions all right and then organically some of the stuff that i found out will come out yeah so 
in a way, does this remind you at all of like the coordinator with IOTA where like they have something in place that was needed and probably extremely beneficial and, and extremely safe for the network but like at some point you kind of have to remove it right yeah i don't even know that this is necessary for the network i'm I'm sure list elite is actually doing some good things as far as like projects that they're creating on the side things they might be working on in zug maybe they're maybe they're based there i don't know but it's not nearly as necessary as the coordinator but it is it has a parallel in that how do you get someone to give up that kind of power i wouldn't i would assume that i'm working in the best i would say look guys I agree. Decentralization is great and all that, but, but really, it's like I'm making the best decisions because I know I'm the smartest. I know I'm making the best decisions. Like, you gotta trust me, guys. Like, even though I believe 100% in decentralization, you hear me harp on it all the time. If I were in control of something, I would think that I'm doing the right thing. Everybody would. So, yeah, there, it's gonna be real hard to wrench that power from somebody. It, it reminds me of that game Werewolf that we've played before yeah. where, you know, everybody that's running it, like, they're literally werewolves. They're like, no, 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 I'm not a wolf. Don't worry. I got – here's why I'm a villager. These are the reasons. You need to worry about these people over here. Like, that's that's exactly the incentive model that would be in place here. Uh, sidebar, I remember the time that we played with Kareem and he just did not understand the way the game he worked. Quit. He didn't quit. He was like, oh, hello, I am totally from the next village. Kareem is not good at lying, man. He does not – like, I don't understand how he got into poker. Like, it just doesn't – it just doesn't make sense. He just, like, can't look at somebody and, like, intent – and then, like, deliberately yeah, he was literally them. the first vote and he was werewolf and he's like, ah, how'd you get me? <laughs> what do you mean? One of the other things I wanted to talk to you about is, like, on a pure game theory perspective, how do you attack – collusion in a situation like this like collusion's always going to exist in some level how much is okay and like how much can or what can you really do to stop yeah, it I, one of the first things i would say is you need to incentivize the votes a little bit differently like don't let somebody vote for 101 people with four Del- with four lisk they need to vote for 101 people with 101 lisk so that's 20 yeah, that's that 25x what it costs that might mitigate it a little bit i'm not sure that that would actually do it but it would it would start the process, but it would also, if you did that, it would ingrain it even more. Like you would never change your vote then, because it costs you so much to even start to get. And the vote. I'm sure it's a lot of work to do that. It, it, let's even pretend it's a copy paste or click some button situation, and they they do it all for you. Like, imagine what the process is to undo that. It's probably pretty complicated, and and undoing something can be just as big a roadblock as doing it in the yeah. first place. Uh, maybe once you are a member of one of those cartels, your votes don't count or something. Like, you need to – you're not allowed to vote for yourselves or whatever. I don't know. Uh, or maybe not a cartel, but if you're one of the block producers, um, maybe you – maybe there's a sliding scale for when the votes start to count and when they don't. Um, maybe there's some, uh, like something else. If it's one wallet, one vote, then you have to have 101 different, uh, addresses to vote for 101 different people. And you have to evenly distribute your money. There's no way that they can track that you're voting for all 55 of them to stop you. That is the, that's the key. Right now, they, they know whether you voted for all 55 of them and that's what needs to stop. So if you can't, if you have to go through a million different hoops to prove that you're voting for all 55 of them, you're not going to do it, and therefore they're not going to be able to require it, and therefore you'll be able to vote for individual people rather than party. You know, like there there are definitely people when we're talking about U.S. politics and Republican and Democrat that vote for some of the Republicans, 
some of the Democrats, but sometimes they'll go the other way. Very few, for the most part, people are just like, I'm a Republican, I'm a vote for Republican, or I'm a Democrat, I'm a vote for Democrats. And I hate them all. People are trained yeah. very well. I feel like they they had a pretty recent rebrand, right? We covered that. I uh, no, I didn't. They, they had a rebrand. I don't know what they looked like before that, but I said they look really cool now. So I like a lot of what they what they were doing. So well, I, that the reason I bring that up is because you had mentioned the possibility of forking, and I feel like you know if if some part of the community just participated in a rebrand, I feel like that portion of the community is going to be very hard to convince that a fork is a good idea. It's really hard to convince anybody that a fork, that that a contemptuous fork is a good idea. But I could see it in the sense that if they try to oust these guys, they try to upload a a code that's going to make what they're doing more difficult. That that is the part that I was having a problem with. Because when I'm talking with Stellar Dynamic, he's telling me, look, look, the voters are going to vote. Like if if elite does something that's really bad for the network, they're going to vote them out because they they have a they have a vested interest in the network doing well. So if they were to attack it or if they were to make some really bad decision, they would get voted out. And I didn't necessarily agree with that because what's to stop these guys from just changing it from like 101 to 55 delegates? Like what what systems in place? I to think stop that, that would require a hard fork. I'm not sure. Like, I, I don't know if they could just update uh, update the code for that. I mean, you know, I'm obviously speaking out of my ass right now. But what if, like, they change the block produce time or the the rewards? They increase the rewards because they have such a large part of it. Like, there's all these little details. That this is why you want a decentralized right. system in place so that somebody can't just be the elites. I mean, it's the name is like not even right. like you there, know, you're very- you're picking a lot of situations where it might be in the best interest of the elite. To do something, but not in the best interest of the rest of the network. But it might not be so bad that they get voted out, you know? So, yeah, there's – that is my – that is the part where this breaks down. Like, And and we're harping on this a lot because it's interesting and I don't want to take away – yeah, it's a little bit unique. Yeah. I want to I want to say it's like it's a unique problem and I guess Brent and I are probably just a little excited to have something new to talk mm-hmm. about in crypto. Just so I'm go- I'm going all this correctly, the it's uh the list in your wallet is part of your weight, right? Your yeah. voting w- weight. So all right, so my huge problem already is these 55 guys are producing all the mm-hmm. rewards. They're gaining votes as well as so it's like they're they're building a bigger lead over the network as yes. it goes. So which all is fine and dandy if they are continuously operating in the interest of the network. So I, I wish there was a way until a selfish option presents right. itself. Like that's the only thing. It, they only need one incentive to to basically take advantage of other users on the network. Oftentimes, just unknowingly to the users. Like there's got to be so many things that go on that people are completely unaware of. Yeah, there. That's that's what we're worried about. So. I like this project. I like all of it in theory. Everything sounds good. This is the big con. This is the, um, you know, this is the Blockstream of of Lisk. Like we have a real big issue with Blockstream having so much influence over the Bitcoin code. It's the same thing. These guys currently have that much influence. In theory, they can be very quickly ousted, but we haven't seen that. Even though the community's tried in the past, so. I'm interested to see what happens when the when the update comes through that is going to either mitigate this problem or fix it or change it into a new problem. 
Because again, arc- yeah, or, or just per- present a solution that is going to fix it in the meantime and create different problems. The 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 fork arc right off the bat, they were telling me some problems that they had. They lowered their rewards so much, or, or what they were getting so much to like ninety five percent given out that it was real easy to bribe attack them. So you could go e- very easily bribe forty people on the on the network to do what you wanted them to do because they were giving away so much of their reward in order to keep their seat. So, you know, there was a couple of different ways to look at this. So they're artificially keeping the percentage that's being given back to the community high or low, but they're also creating projects and they're creating different uh, things and functioning like a pseudo DAO almost. Like these guys are taking this and trying to improve the list network right now. So, again, I don't want to say I didn't look into enough of what Elite is doing to know if they're specifically doing anything that is negative or has deleterious effect on the network. But just the fact that they have that control is bad. And that's why that may, that lessens the decentralization. Any delegated proof of stake, obviously you have that. Like EOS appears to be completely centralized. Like we have a lot of these problems in delegated proof of stake that we need to work out because delegated proof of stake seems better than proof of work. But there's a reason Casper hasn't been implemented on Ethereum yet. Like we're not ready to, to find all the problems. Like Ethereum wants to watch these projects flounder around a little bit and see what they've done to fix it. IOHK is spending tons of time developing a a way to do DAO as a service to these chains because they see the different attack vectors. They know that there are problems and they're trying to figure out the right way to handle it before they go live with a network. So uh, it's it's great to watch these projects. I, don't, I said flounder, but I don't know that that's the right word. It's great to watch these projects kind of come into their own. I thought flounder was the perfect word. Like it's like sometimes you know you're a fish out of water. You, you're you're uh, you're adapting your climate. You're flopping around. Like it, it, you might jump back in the water. That's fine, but you might get filleted up tonight. It's listen. <laughs> there's a lot of things going on in the crypto space, and and I like that there are projects that are trying to create unique solutions to unique problems. I like what I like what this you know, project is doing. I really do. I'm impressed with a lot of things. Now, obviously there's this huge wart from a decentralized standpoint. And, you know, obviously if that gets addressed, then I think this entire project, you know, opens wide open up, opens up from our perspective. Imagine like say in two months, they've, they've pushed an update to the code that has kind of fixed the, the delegate issue where we are now say there's like three or four cartels, at least of people like the people inside the cartels could also like, Start to start to say we don't agree with you and change their votes or whatever, but at least there's uh, there is a different group of groups of people that are affecting change. That would be one step in the right direction. And two, if they get if they get these SDKs off the ground and they're super uh, developer friendly, it's really easy to make a side chain. They start having some ICOs. Like this network could be something that's really interesting. And, go- and this is why we've heard a lot of good things. Nobody goes as far into this to find out about the problems that 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 i found out about you know like the you don't need to know this for the base but it's super interesting to talk about so if these things are fixed and the, and this because if you if you do a quick look at my pros and cons there's very with way more pros than there are cons but the cons is what, the, that one con is what we spend a lot of time on um it, it's a project that has a lot of potential I mean, you, you brought up the pros and cons. I was ready to, I was ready to fix us into that position. Uh, we've talked a lot about the cons so far. However, I think it's a little better just to recap those and then let's spend a little extra time on the pros. So right. get started. So 
the main one is the centralization behind Lisk Elite. That is the that is the biggest con. It's going to be the biggest knock in the network. If I were making an investment, I would not touch it until after that is already settled. Uh, personally. But at the same time, we all know that my kind of decentralization tilt is a little harder than yours or Kareem's. Like, you know, that uh, I'm a little bit – I'm always going to harp on that a little bit more. This is also not financial yeah, yeah, advice. Uh, and we are idiots. So, please, do not take this as financial advice. It's, it is for entertainment purposes only. However, we are trying to share research yes. with you guys. Um the community seems now the Reddit community, like I said earlier, we have a little bit of a problem there with them not having most of the tokens probably, but they seemed a little bit deflated by the lack of the direction and the sentiment among them when, when like a develop, like I saw a couple comments from developers in the, the Reddit. They would say, yeah, no guys, like this is coming soon. They're like, yeah, okay. We heard that for a year. What are you talking about? And they, and they get all like, downvote them to hell and you get all pissed off at them so so there's not a great relationship between the developers and that community right now although i i i get that probably the community that holds the most list is probably still very close and cool with the developers um developers just need to show them like get that sdk out get everything ready once they show the community here's our product they're going to be good to go so just a quick reminder, the only subreddit that we've become a big fan of is the R Cryptocurrency subreddit. And you can find us in their Discord at 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Tuesdays recording a live show recapping their <laughs> subreddit. I wouldn't say it's the only one. I, uh, some of these subreddits have really captured my heart. Uh, Monero was one. I love the fact that they talked about like the – it was an ad, Brent. Don't hang oh, up on the word oh. I said only. <laughs> All right. But yes, there are other subreddits that are <laughs> also, sweet. Also, if you're interested in taking out an ad, please email us at CryptoBasicPodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm just trying to prep you guys and hopefully somebody will pay us to say <laughs> things at some point. So, someday. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I keep mentioning SDK. I forget that we talk about that on some episodes, but I, I just want to recap what that is. Uh, so, normally, it means software developers kit. And it makes it easy for a software developer to work with your platform. So games are always done this way. Like a lot of different games are made off of the same engines, which use software developer kits. I've only briefly interacted with a couple of them. The best way I would describe it, it would be like using um, using like a keyboard to, to create a program instead of other things. Like basically like you can drag a box into – a blank space and it has functions. It'll say it can do this. And, and it just creates a bunch of rules that you get to interact yeah. with and you can string them together to make things. Yeah, happen. If you've had any experience with like Squarespace to a web space, I guess Squarespace would be like a pseudo. It's not really, but it would be kind of like a software development kit for a website. Uh, yeah, no, I see the argument uh, there and, for sure. And they actually call them side chain development kits. So they, they, their SDK means that. So that is what's, that is what's coming. That is the big value proposition of the list network. And really until that comes, even though their mainnet's live, we can't really consider it fully functional and operational battle station until that, until that, uh, until that comes forward. So those are, those are the cons. Um, and, and that's it. That, that's really what the, I'm sure they, there may be a new set of cons if and when this stuff goes forward, but we would have to revisit that then because we don't know enough now. So real quick, before you move to the pros, I actually thought of a pro that's not on here that I think is like pretty important okay. or pretty relevant. For as long as we've had this podcast, there's been no drama, no no like blatant news that's drama about this. Yeah, that's I a good like, point. 
I like the fact that there are coins that are, listen, they may have some government issues that we may have personally, you know, that's just our personal opinions that we may not agree with. But, you know, the fact that it, it's been a relevant project for this long and there's been nothing dramatically bad about it, I think is a pro. That's like a sign to me that I should have appreciated this earlier probably yep, than it's, I did. It, one of those th- so when we used to be poker dealers, one of the things that was a little bit frustrating was the best poker dealer is the one that you don't really understand is there. Like you don't, they don't, they're they're not talking the whole time and telling you about like their picks and football games and horses and they're quick. They're not making mistakes. And then, and then they get out of there and you don't necessarily remember them or think about them. But when a bad one comes in, it's very clear that they're there. It's just simple. Seamless transition is, is smooth and and rough transitions are rough. Like that's just basically how it is. Yep. So so yes, you're right. That that's probably something we should consider more as as a pro on more projects when we haven't had now maybe during their ICO or around then there would have been more talk about them. I know they've had some had some issues, but they've they've caught them before they've had any problems with the network. So um again, we may see we may see some crazy stuff happen in the future, but they're really you're right. There hasn't been any big drama. We're not talking, you know, it's not Tezos, it's not EOS. It's not like Bitcoin cash, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, like there's a lot of, uh, at not, not to, not to just, not to piss off Bitcoin cash people, but it was a fork. <laughs> All right. Let's try to stay back on topic here. Let's recap. Lisk's pros. Uh, transactions are super fast because of those block times. Uh, they, in the end, they're talking about real big transaction throughputs. Um, the, the SDK should make it very easy to make D apps. So whereas a lot of dApps will break themselves on the Ethereum's blockchain, uh, the SDK should make it so that these apps don't implode and are a little bit safer to use. Um, they launched their mainnet really fast, so that was really good to see them get that up and running. Uh, the the sidechains also allow them to experiment a lot, play around in a sandbox, create new concepts that don't have the risk of breaking the network because they're taking care of on a side chain. In theory, if it worked out the way they originally put forward, it would have been very decentralized. Even though in practice it hasn't worked out that way, I think that there's a real good chance they come back to basics and create a more decentralized um, environment. And uh, even though I went into the rocket chat saying something bad, I went in there and I was like, hey, I have this bad opinion. It's almost like, what's that guy's name where he's like, change my mind. That, that like goes and like sits down and he's like he's like super right wing and he like goes and i don't i don't know i you forget i don't i don't know he's like a youtuber i uh, he's like super popular i can't remember his name but he he sits down at like tables and he's like change my mind and then he like you know he goes in there and and people like try to talk to him and then he yells at them and sounds like a real classic he's never once changed his mind but like he'll he's he's actually not like a douche or he's probably douchey but he's not like like a dick about it he does like listen to you but he's never once changed his mind so it's not like you can do that as far as i know i don't know maybe i don't even know the guy's name so i don't know why i'm talking about him but uh i know the listeners know who this guy is so tell me in the discord um you can join our discord by viewing the show (laughs) notes as well so anyway i went in there and i was saying like hey i would really like some context to this this is my current opinion i would can somebody please explain this to me they, th- even with a contentious opinion, uh, Stellar Dynamic walked me through this in the main chat. Nimbus76 was the guy who works with Ascension. He was talking to me in a private chat and he was giving me kind of the ins and outs of how that works. So 
they were super helpful. And I'm not always, that's not always the case when I'm talking with different community members. Um, especially if I have a negative opinion, they may just not be interested in my negative opinion. So, uh, so they walk me through it again. The, the overarching thought in the community is the vote, the votes thing is not an issue because elite hasn't done anything wrong. Kind of the way that like I felt about Google until a few days ago. They haven't really done an affront to my privacy, even though I realize I'm giving them a lot of control over that. So until they do, I'm all right with it. Did they do something? Uh, yeah, they did something a little shady in Chrome. Um, now all of a sudden in Chrome, if you log into anything Google anywhere, you're automatically logged into your account in Chrome. Rather, like in the corner, putting your name in there, it was always independent of logging into Google stuff on the app. So now your name, now you might in accidentally log in, which means you might accidentally sync some information you don't want to. And they're, they've updated their privacy policy, which has not really been a thing that they do, like Facebook all the time breaks their privacy policy and then just updates it and they're like ah it's fine now and that's why they're a problem google has pretty much stood firm to their privacy policy and they've been like even though we know we're giving them a massive amount of data they are they've been pretty good with it they're starting to you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain man yeah so that that's it That, that that wraps up the uh that wraps up the pros there one thing I wanted to add real quick based on your comment comments regarding Rocket Chat, I actually feel like I've found some really incredible community members on most of the projects that I've done a done research on. Um I'm I'm not downplaying, you know, how how much these guys came in and helped out, but you know, the reason crypto is becoming a thing, I think, is because a lot of people really do want to see a change and they want to make a difference. And I think that there's a lot of people that know that there's going to be a long road to mass adoption and like random media guys that want to get it right should, you know, should be handled respectfully. And I'm glad. Yeah, that's it, I mean, we've had like the chain was very aggressive and negative towards us when when we talked with their community. They were like, oh, you guys are idiots. And they didn't actually listen to the episode. They, they like, oh, right. When you said there's no white paper, I just stopped listening to you. And I was like, well, okay, but it's, it shouldn't yeah. be that hard to find a white paper. The episode was an hour, episode was like almost an hour long. I mean, if that's where yeah. you're stopping, so, that's fine. So there's, there's people like that in the community. There's people like Divix when we said, uh, we said bad stuff about them on the podcast. And one of their developers was like, look, guys, this is on us. Like they're only reporting on the information that we put out and what they found. So if that's the perception, we need to fix that. We don't need to be like aggressive towards them. They're, they're you know, whatever. So, so it, it just depends how, how each community member feels. And this is a reminder to the list community. We want to add this on most of our one-on-ones. If we mess something up, please get in touch with us. We want yeah. to get it right. That was our purpose. That's why Brent went to multiple chat groups to try to get in touch with some community members because we care about putting out a product that is as accurate as we can mm-hmm. have it be. That's that's it. We, we definitely put opinions out, but we put them out based on the facts that we find. So if we have an opinion that's wrong, or we have an opinion that's based on a wrong fact, we want to fix that fact. You, you can't necessarily change our opinion if we've got it based on the right thing, but you're welcome to try. Yeah, I thought, Brett, you were, you were describing that YouTube guy. All I could think yeah, of was well, you. Hey, listen, you can do it. It's just hard. <laughs> I, I was telling somebody this the other day where, where Kareem will argue with me for hours. 
and I'll just put him through the ringer. I'll make him give me every argument known to man. I may have changed my mind like 10 minutes into that argument, but I'm never going to tell him. And then I'm going to make him give me all the right. arguments. And then I'm going to take those arguments and I'm going to use them on other people. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that I'm like, oh, I've already thought about that one. Here you go. And and they're like, oh, man, you really thought about this. And I'm like, <laughs> just take an opposite opinion to Kareem uh, if you want to learn something. Brent's becoming very self-aware, folks. This could get scary in the next couple decades. All right, Lisk, where to buy, Brent? All the usual places is pretty big project. Binance, Yobit, HitBigTT, massive amount of exchanges that it's on. And, and as far as competitors go, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of projects that we definitely could list here. Who did you view as the most? Competitive? I just grabbed a few. Obviously, Arc. I I had it listed as I was doing the research. I'm like, this sounds a lot like Arc, and I went and immediately put it down there. I was like, Arc's a competitor before I figured out that Arc was a fork. So. They, yeah, they're definitely a competitor. Uh, Oxy is the other fork, so obviously a competitor. Uh, Ethereum is a competitor. I mean, they're a, they're a, they're a platform. They're the biggest platform. Like, they're trying to make it better than Ethereum, so they're clearly a competitor. EOS, do it, lock producers, delegated proof of stake, uh, dApps, et cetera. EOS is clearly a competitor. Um, and another one I just threw in there, Komodo. Uh, because of the uh, reporting to the Bitcoin chain possibility, it'd be similar. There's clearly a million other competitors. Obviously, all platforms are kind of competing with each other to get the dApps to develop. I think them. that was a very excellent list of four. Uh, let's move on to a a more personalized approach. Your opinion, Brent, based on your research. What is your personal future outlook for the Lisk project? I think Lisk is going to fork into something else. I I do not see Lisk holding through these the Lisk elite. I think they're going to come up with a good solution. I think the Lisk elite is probably going to stonewall it, and I do not believe that they can overcome voter apathy and get them out of there. That's they could, they could, and I'm I, I I'm, again I'm not going to own any, but I'm going to be subscribed to their subreddit. And I'm going to be actively watching what can possibly happen to change that opinion but i really think that they're going to only be left with the uh ability to fork and they may fork into lisk and lisk elite or something like that and and this may be the primary chain but we'll see i i think they're um i i think they are probably going to have a fork that is successful because it's going to be a fork that everybody but elite wants and in fact, I could see the foundation starting to support that, and that way it would be like the true list almost. It'll it'll be interesting. It'll be another. It'll be you know Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, but with list probably. I don't. I think. I again, this is complete conjecture. I have no idea, no, no, but I, I don't see any other. Option. I think that's an extremely reasonable approach. I actually think this probably falls more into the Ethereum and Ethereum Classic situation than other ones, where I just think that there's going to be a a core disagreement on. A way that a major situation, a, a completely unanticipated bug in the network, right? Like completely unanticipated. We now had 55 people just collude and create this like whale group that controls the network. Like that's obviously not something you can prepare for. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, my very last note here was fork with a question mark. I think that forks is the the most likely solution here it is a a nuclear solution you know i don't want to i don't want to downplay how much work and stress a fork would cause on this network yeah. it's not a good option like i, I don't want to say I, I don't encourage forking all willy-nilly but when you've created this problem this large based on you know the way brent's presented it to me 
I don't see this surviving this whale group without some type of fork or split. If the non-Lisk elite uh, delegates forked into a new coin, I would be super excited. As long as it kept everything the same. I don't think it needs to turn into ARC. I think it needs to be Lisk. Uh, just without the Lisk elite. Now, now the actual mo- – I, I, I got a little bit tricky. The more likely solution is that Lisk elite just lets it in. They may just say, okay, our time is up. We'll reduce our role here. And what, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, uh, sorry, Kareem just popped up in our chat. He wasn't actually a part of this, but he just appeared. So, Kareem, <clears throat> your personal future outlook on Lisk. <laughs> All right. So, Kareem, Kareem said, keep it up. Li- oh, and then he's gone. Okay. That was cool. Anyway, that's it. So, I think there's a very good chance of a of a very good chance as in like not a favorite, but a larger percentage chance for a fork than I would have randomly said. I've never said this as a future outlook on any other coin. I haven't said, like, you know, a fork's coming. Which is why I felt the need to add that little disclaimer. Because, you know, it, a new a new community member coming in and checking this episode out, it, it could seem like that's something that we just might say from yeah, time yeah, to time. No, like, I'm actually pretty sure we've never once suspected a fork or even, like, suggested a fork. Yeah, we talked about rebranding of Ethereum Classic, maybe. Uh, and we've talked about... How ridiculous we think the Bitcoin Cash versus Bitcoin community gets when you're on whatever side of that you're on. You're just completely right. dogmatic and nothing can change your mind. We're the real Bitcoin. What the? We're the real Bitcoin. <laughs> it, but no, I have never once said on my future outlook, I see a fork in the future of a coin. Uh, and I hope it doesn't happen because it's very bad for the community and the coin Obviously, overall. Obviously, best case scenario would be the elites. Uh, just split and become independent. That would be, in my opinion, best case scenario. You know, if I don't, I understand there's going to be a powerful people in every network. I'm not saying there's not allowed to be powerful people with a lot of influence, but to have them all organized in such a way that it undoubtedly controls the network. That's where I have a problem. Yeah. And, I, and we, we saw, I saw some things where they're like, this guy sucks. Get him out of here. And they, they'll like say, they'll make a big announcement that you have to take this person off your voting list or else you don't get the rewards. Like if they don't like somebody that says something, you know, against them, it's very, uh. Yeah. I mean, okay. So it's just becoming like bullying at that point, right? Like that's just centralization. Yep. It, again, I, I think it's coming. I think we're, we're going to have a lot to say on an update of Lisk when this goes through. And, uh, and again, Lisk community members don't hesitate to send us an email when there's something big going down. And we'll, we'd love to uh, we'd love to cover it again in the future. So I, God damn it! I, I've said so much about that. I I want to say I like everything about this project, except this one little thing that they kind of got wrong in the game theory. So I'm hoping it's fixed. It, yeah, I mean, I, I've said it's kind of a big wart, and I think that the rest of the project seems extremely solid, and I like a lot of the problems they're solving. So you know, hopefully, there is a a sound solution for this. I don't know what it is. Anything else we want to cover here? I think we did it. We, uh, you know, we even had a surprise appearance from Kareem that may, may, uh, you're not going to hear him on the episode, but he appeared in our, uh, video chat. That won't make, that won't make the podcast, but it'll definitely make something entertaining. (laughs) All right. That was Lisk 101. I am Mike Lockie. I was here with Brent Philbin. Thanks again for tuning in to the Crypto Basic Podcast. I know we said it, but we're not financial advisors. Investments have inherent risk. Please do your own research. And that's it.